at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Bringing home your new baby can be such a scary thing to new parents. But to help make your first days together a little bit less overwhelming, we have today with us Lori Nelson. She's a registered nurse with Alina Home Healthcare mother and newborn. Welcome to the show, Lori. So let's start with, you know, when a baby is born, then we're feeding this little tiny little lump. How do you know that your baby's getting enough food? Well, the nurse in the hospital, she will show parents how to track And the important thing to know is what goes in comes out. So um, they will track um, the feedings, but they'll also track the diapers. So it's going to be how many urines and how many stools. So an example would be the second day of life, baby has two urines. Fifth day, you have five urines. And, um, And then the stools will change from this black tar, and it'll get lighter and lighter, green, brown, and then to yellow, yellow by the fifth day. So that's kind of how, and you'll learn how to track that, and you'll be doing it at home as well. That's such a lovely part of having a new baby is tracking <laughs> their stools at the beginning. We love that's that. Right. Now, as far as once they've eaten, sometimes babies, you know, we need to burp them. Sometimes right. they get the hiccups or even a little bit of spit-up comes. So just give a quick lesson on how to burp yeah. a baby. Yes, you just, you typically most parents, um, they'll show you as well in the hospital, but um, is sitting them up on your leg um, and um, your hand will be under their little chin and you just kind of lean them forward and pat them on the back, and you usually get a burp, or sometimes people, the typical is up on the shoulder um, where they're up against your chest, and you're patting them on the back. And um, so, yes, we do um, want you to do that, um, burping, but sometimes they also have a little spit-up, which is normal. That happens. Um, it comes up sometimes with a burp. Um, but if it's if it's a situation where the baby is throwing up it's pretty consistently after each feeding, and it seems to be quite a bit. That's something you need to talk to your doctor about. Um, you need to call them. It could be reflux, which is um, a whole other situation that the doctor will need to um, coach you on as to what to do about that. So, and yeah, so, so that's all normal. And Lori, (laughs) if a baby is sleeping, you know, God, that's just such a great time for parents when the baby's sleeping. But what if they've slept through the night without a feeding or they're sleeping in the day five hours and they need to be fed? Do you wake a sleeping baby to feed them? Well, yes, in in knowing this, that the baby needs to be fed like eight to 12 times in 24 hours. So if you figure out even on the lowest on eight, that would mean that the baby around the clock would need to eat every three hours. And we know that that isn't, um, you know, a baby isn't necessarily on that time frame. But um, so, yes, if your baby, they show you how to look for cues for baby's readiness to eat, and they call that feeding on demand. But if you have a real sleepy baby and isn't eating by three hours, yes, indeed, you do need to wake the baby to feed because they aren't going to get enough to eat and it's not going to increase your milk supply to get more milk in. So it is important for that baby to eat quite frequently. And the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends back to sleep, babies sleeping on their back, Lori. So what if a baby keeps turning onto their tummy? What do you do? Okay, well, the baby that is turning on their tummy is older, 
first of all. So it isn't a newborn. Um, and by the time the baby can manage doing that rolling to the tummy, the neck muscles are strong enough and supportive enough um, that they will maintain an open airway. So you do not need to worry at that point if they're doing it themselves. How do you care for that umbilical cord as, you know, before that little thing drops off? What should you do to keep it clean? Yes. Um, well, there's varying thoughts on that with providers. So it'll be basically what your physician says, but the gamut runs from um, using maybe alcohol a couple times a day to the fact of doing nothing with it except keeping it dry. And um, if it gets damp with a bath, you just pat it dry and let it be. And um, so more open to air. And you fold the diaper down as well so that it's not resting on that cord. Um, So more open to air is probably the most common now without using alcohol. And it will fall off in about 5 to 10 days, but it can take a little longer. Um, And you might also see like a little drop of blood or smudge of blood, and that's normal. If it's actively bleeding, obviously that is something you need to get the baby into the hospital or call the doctor for. So we see these little pimples and red blotches and, and, you know, new parents kind of freak out about the little pimples all over the baby's face. What are those things? Yeah, well, there's two different things. One is um, it can be called neonatal acne, um, and they feel that it's from exposure of maternal hormones in the womb. Um, You don't need to treat it, and it lasts weeks, sometimes months, before it goes away and everything kind of straightens out. And then the other thing that's usually within the first days or weeks, it goes away sooner, is called, we call it newborn rash, um, erythema toxicum is what it's called, it's red blotches, and it'll have like a little raised white dot in the center, and neither one, is there anything you need to do about it, it's just time, it'll go away on its own, no treatment. That's really good information. You know, we we talk about caring for these babies and making sure to sleep when the baby sleeps. But give us some of your best advice, Lori, for the mothers, for these new mothers that are going through a very, very difficult time, an exciting time, but an exhausting time. Exactly. It is true. Make sure that when you're pregnant that you're starting to rally up the group that might be helping you when you get home. Um, sometimes you need extra other than just the the father or the baby there because you both are going to be exhausted and need to take a rest. And it isn't business as usual when you get home. So it is important, as you can see by what we talked about, how many times a baby needs to feed and you need to wake up your baby. Those times are precious that you need to um, sleep while the baby sleeps. And That also leads to the fact that, you know, you and your husband need to talk about how to manage the company that comes and um, how breastfeeding is going and how you're managing. The baby will look the same in a week or two when you get things kind of settled. So be aware of that. And um, so, yeah, that would be my advice is getting rest, eating well, drinking a lot of fluid so that you feel good. And what other resources are available to new parents and their newborns? Um, Resources, um, well, yeah, Alina does have a wonderful um, book out, and I think it's online, actually, um, within Alina, and it's the beginnings book. And it has pages and pages of resources in there which are very helpful. Um, 
and as far as I wanted to also mention, if I can just back up a little bit about one of the things that happens is baby blues with mothers, and that is usually within, you know, the first couple weeks where you, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, like you were saying, and frustration and and lack of sleep, all of those things, and it's usually a short-term kind of event in the first couple weeks. Um, Also, hormones changing, but then there's also postpartum depression, which usually starts at about four weeks, and this is a little bit more intense. Um, Same kind of things go on, but it starts feeling like a loss of identity, less control. Sometimes people have experienced a sharp drop in your hormone level, and these are all things that a physician would need to know about if you're not you seem like you're managing your daily life very well at four weeks out. And not that things will be perfect, but if you yourself are having some real big issues and um, you need to let your physician know about that. And there are support groups for that as well. In just the last minute, Lori, your best advice for new parents on bringing home that new little bundle of joy. Enjoy. (laughs) Take it in and enjoy and you know, just make sure that, you know, some of your stuff is taken care of before so that you don't feel like you have all these things to do when you get home. It's enough for you to just get your rest and take care of that baby, get breastfeeding established, and not have to worry about clean house and all those things. That's where you have your support come in and help you with those things. So, that Thanks. yes, and yes, enjoy. Don't forget to enjoy. I think that's that's the part that takes away from this big event at the <laughs> at the end of this journey. Well, thank you so much, Lori. For more information on Alina Home Health Mother and Newborn Services and community resources to help parents become more prepared, CPR classes and baby classes, you can go to alinahealth.org backslash home health or you can call 612 863 4478. That's 612 612- 863-4478. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. And as I said, for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.